Well, good morning, church, and happy new year. In the new year, we are excited about new things that God is doing here at Northside. And one new addition here at Northside is uh, the introduction of Reverend Douglas Herlong. Reverend Douglas will be a new associate pastor and comes to us from the South Carolina Conference. He received a bachelor's degree from Clemson and his MDiv, was there a clap for Clemson? (laughs) More Clemson fans than I realized. I guess you're at home, Douglas. He got an MDiv from Boston University. That's his wife, Maddie, who he met at Boston University and they were married in May. Uh, I know you'll want to introduce yourself to Douglas throughout the week, uh, and you can do that uh, by finding his contact information on the welcome page of the website. As you find all of the clergy contact information, you'll see him here on Sundays in worship and Sunday school classes and uh, helping out in just about every department here at Northside. Thanks for being with us, Douglas. I invite you to introduce yourself to him after the service. This is the first Sunday of the new year, in case you weren't aware of that already, which is always an exciting Sunday. It's a hopeful Sunday. You might even be well-rested for this Sunday. But when we start a new year, oftentimes it's exciting because it can be a little bit of a blank slate where we can envision any future that we want for 2024. So in January, our worship series is entitled Four Life-Changing Decisions. And the sermons will highlight four choices that can affect your life's trajectory. The choices are start, stop, stay, and go. They sound like contradictions, but we'll be talking about what spiritual disciplines you can start in the new year this first week. Next week, Dr. Bill will be preaching on what sinful or harmful habits might you need to stop this year. And then how do we know when we need to stay in what we're doing, even when it feels like we should quit or we would like to leave? And how do we go wherever God is calling us in this new year? Last week, Dr. Bill preached on New Year's resolutions and kind of gave an overview of this topic by looking at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 16 through 21. And it's the same scripture passage for us here this morning. Hear now God's holy scripture. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against him. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this church. 
We thank you for your love and grace. And speak to us here in this moment of worship, a word that can renew our spirit and help us start telling a story of your great love. Amen. Do you have a favorite story? Maybe a favorite movie or book or TV show? Or what story do you love to just hear over and over again? Because a good story can really stick with us. Now, I've had the privilege as a pastor of sitting with people when they get pretty sick. And sometimes other things become cloudy or hard to remember. But oftentimes, a good story can still connect. Because stories are what we connect to as people. We love stories, and from a young age, they can captivate us. Well, one of my relatives got my kids this year a Tony. Have y'all seen those? He didn't, they didn't earn a Tony on Broadway. It's a Tony. It's a soft cube that has a speaker inside it. And you can put a figure on top that represents something else. In this case, a Frozen figure and a Spider-Man figure. And it plays songs from there, but also tells a story. And while I knew that every kid loves to sing along with Let It Go, can I get an amen? (laughs) I was surprised to see that the kids were also captivated by a story with no screen and no pictures, just words. Stories can captivate us. And for me, what makes a story really great are interesting characters. I need some good character development in my books and my TV shows and movies. If it doesn't have it, it's out of here. An interesting character who has a challenge, who grows, who has to make difficult decisions, that makes a good story. And we're all the main character in our own story, right? You get to make the decisions in your life when a hard time comes. A decision uh, to go the easy route or the challenging route to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And here in the beginning of the year, we can make decisions about what to start. But before we do that, we have to ask the question, what kind of story do we want to tell? With most New Year's resolutions, they tell a variety of different stories about our life. And they're important stories. Uh, Maybe it's a story about your physical fitness and you make a goal uh, to go to the gym and you exercise that goal and you execute it and it's a great, great thing. And that's part of our story of faith because God created us and have a holistic faith. We honor God with every aspect of our life. But here this morning, I want to focus on what story are you telling with your life as a Christian? What spiritual disciplines do we need to start in the new year? When we read that passage from 2 Corinthians, a phrase that really captures this idea of a life-changing decision comes from verse 17, where it says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. And maybe that's good news to someone here today. Maybe you have shown up to church on the first Sunday of a new year 
because you know that something needs to be different this year than it was last year. And the good news is that Jesus can change our story. When we start something new, it can shift the trajectory of our life. We can grow in Christ to be that new creation that we and God desire. I had a mentor who described being in Christ as simply walking step in step with Jesus, hand in hand, looking at Christ face to face. We're called to be in Christ so we can be a new creation. And that's not always exciting from a worldly perspective because it's not something that you see from the outside. It's an inner change that happens. It makes me think of the Old Testament story where the prophet Samuel is told that David is going to be the next king. David, who didn't look very impressive to the outside world. But God told Samuel that the Lord does not look at, look at things. The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at outward appearances, but the Lord looks at the heart. So what do you need to start in this new year to change something in your inner world, to change your spiritual life? Because that's what matters most to God. If you were to look at this entire passage from 2 Corinthians 5 in the book, uh, which wouldn't be a bad thing to do in the new year, you would notice that Paul talks a lot about reconciliation. It's, it's like there was a lot going on in his life or in that church he was writing to. Something needed to be reconciled, obviously. And so I'm going to ask you to use your imagination. It might be hard, but I want you to think about what it would be like to be in Paul's shoes and live in a world where there's conflict and divisiveness and maybe even broken relationships. And Paul says in verse 20, be reconciled to God because that's our first priority, to be in right relationship with God. Beyond that, we share the ministry of reconciliation with everyone else. And that's the hard part, right? That's the part that requires a lot of prayer. But maybe, maybe there's a relationship you need to mend in the new year. Of course, reconciliation, it, it doesn't always look the same in every situation. As you read through the gospel, it's clear Jesus calls us to forgiveness he calls us to radical reconciliation, but I don't think that necessarily means that we restore every relationship in our life. Reconciliation doesn't always look the same, and that's why it's important to be reconciled with God first, to be in Christ, to have the mind of Christ so we know what Jesus would do in the situations we find ourselves, right? Because it, Jesus had radical compassion but also called people to accountability. We're called to reconciliation, and maybe that's somebody that's harmed you, but maybe you're the one that harmed somebody else. Maybe it's a year where you have to ask for an apology. You need to apologize. You need to confess. You need to seek forgiveness from 
someone else in the same way that we approach God and ask for forgiveness. Here again, the words from 2 Corinthians 5, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is a story worth telling and a story worth sharing. And you might be thinking, I know I need to be reconciled to God. That's why I'm here at church. Can you tell me some ways of how to do that? I saw an article that came out on the United Methodist News this past week. It's a resource that we've recommended to the church before. You can receive daily emails telling about some of the work going on across the denomination and some ministries that we are part of. There was a list on there, 10 resolutions that can strengthen your faith in the new year. And I liked the way it broke it down into three different categories. First, to deepen discipleship. Second, to get creative. And third, to simply be present. Deepening our discipleship isn't complicated. You could probably come up with these resolutions to commit to reading your Bible more, pray more often, attend church regularly, and join a small group or Sunday school class. If you haven't done that, do so after church today. 1010 is Sunday school hour. We'll find a place for you. The second option is to get creative with your faith. We serve a creative God, an all-powerful God whose creativity is beyond anything we can imagine. So when we engage our creative side, we are engaging with God. Maybe you can write in a journal. Maybe you can create something beautiful. That might be a simple drawing or, or doodle, or maybe you're a woodworker or knitter or photographer, however you can express yourself creatively. Or maybe you can make a joyful noise. Singing, music has always been central to the Christian faith. And maybe you don't feel like a great singer, but it's still a way that we praise and we connect with God. You heard my wife sing earlier on the stage here. You can't be in a more intimidating household to sing than I'm in. <laughs> Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Finally, be present. So resolutions might be volunteer in the community. Reach out to those who you love. Invite someone to church. If you're looking for a way to volunteer here at Northside, there's a volunteer page on our website. You can volunteer in the church. You can volunteer in the community. If you can't find the right place in the community, reach out to Reverend Angela. She will find you a place in the community so that you can serve. And that's, that's one list. That's a short sample of ways you can engage new spiritual practices in the new year. But maybe it's a place to start. What matters is that you do something because I believe that an act of discipline develops into a reward. That if you are disciplined, eventually, even though there's pain in the beginning, it will be worth it. That growing in your relationship with God, that growing in your relationship with others will be rewarding. So what's your favorite story? Is it your own story of being in Christ, being in a new creation, so that even if the rest of life 
was foggy and difficult to remember, you could still share what God has done for you.